Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're continuing on in our series formation, and we're narrowing in on being formed. Taking us on our journey today, I'm your host, Cody, and this week we are joined by Brian Trias. Brian, hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, leaders. Um, before we started filming, Brian made sure that you guys could see clearly what he's advertising on his cup. That's a, a very Texas thing of you there, Brian, right? Is that where Whataburger's from? Whataburger is a Texas tradition. Mm. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes may have brought it here, but it's long oh, I forgot him. he brought that. Such a smart businessman, that guy. Love him. Not even a Chiefs fan. Hopefully you don't turn off the podcast because I said that. I kind of like the Chiefs, but I'm not a Chiefs fan. That's uh, okay. We'll forgive you. Watching Patrick Mahomes. And he brought Whataburger. So Whataburger, where does that fit? Do you Are you an In-N-Out fan too? Or do you like... I've had In-N-Out and I like In-N-Out, but I would take Whataburger over In-N-Out um, every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Oh, wow. Twice on Sundays. Twice on Sundays. Can't say that about Chick-fil-A, but no. you can say that about Whataburger. It's true. Awesome. So we're continuing on in this series, Formation, and daily devotionals are still available. We've got more if you are didn't pre-order, so don't worry about that. They'll be available on the weekend, or you can come in during the week and grab them and get those going. So this week, uh, we kind of looked at starting the week off at the various times that God formed us through picking up the dust or grabbing the rib. Uh, The one that stood out to me was Isaiah 49, 5-7. I think that hit around midweek, Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Just that calling to do small things, or to do hard things. Oh, it reads, it's too small. Is it too small of a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the protected ones of Israel? I just really liked that image and coming in the midweek of we can do hard things. Maybe it's just the season of life I'm in with young kids and just feeling like everything is a hard thing. And so that reminder in the word this week was really good for me. So as we're going about preparing for this, you've grabbed the key passage for your message out of the first reading from Romans. So where are we going for this week's passage? What's our kind of direction? Yeah, I I probably spend more time in the Romans 12 one than any of the others, but I also grabbed a little of the Psalm 90 and uh, the Genesis 2. Um, really, you know, the, the issue or the idea of being formed and the idea that it is not something that we have done. And that is not controversial for us at all when we talk about, like, creation or how we came to being. And we kind of start off with that. You know, he, he formed us out of dust. We, we give him all the glory for him creating us. But really, I think where it gets controversial or not, it's probably too strong of a word, but it just hmm. harder for us to hear is that the idea that he is the one forming us in our lives now, hmm. that we don't form ourselves into the image of Christ, that he is the one forming us into the image of Christ. And I, I think that that takes a little bit of surrender. I think that takes yeah. faith. Um, he definitely gives us a part. We play a part in it, but we don't we don't contribute to our growth by doing it. We contribute by having it done to us. Such a, a hard concept when 
Like the American way is not that way. Uh, yeah, it, it flies in the face of what we're taught. We are we are taught that we can be self-made. We are yep. taught that we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We are taught that um, if we just work harder, achieve more, that we can build our kingdom in the way that we want. And we are just not in control of this. And scripture is fairly clear about that. Yeah. But you know, some of our own backgrounds and environments that they're, they're hard to get over. Awesome. So as we're going in and examining what we've got going here this week, what does this week's passage teach us about being formed in the image of Christ? You kind of started hinting at that as we were... <laughs> Already answered the question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think where, where it gets down to, in, in Romans twelve two, it says, do not be conformed, and it says, but be transformed. And he has to tell us not to be conformed to the image of this world because it is so easy. It is so easy to look like the world. It is so easy to let things shape you, let yeah. the news shape you, let your sports shape you, let your kids' schedules shape you, let all of these things shape you. And Paul's putting up this warning sign. He's saying, like, stop. Do not be conformed to the world. Because it happens. It happens without yeah. us asking it to. Right. It just shapes us. He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is something that is happening to us. It is a passive. It is not transform yourselves into the image of Christ. It is be transformed. And so then for us, the, the idea is really going to be, what are some of the ways that we put ourselves in the way of what God is trying to do? How do we intersect with what he has called us to, with what he is trying to accomplish in us? Yeah. So we kind of talked about this one a little bit ahead of time. A slightly different direction for the extra bit time. What did you learn from your extra time that you didn't have to share? You had an idea of wanting to kind of help us better understand like what we've got what we've been doing these past couple of weeks with our sermon series and how the sermons have been laid out. So can you share with us more about that? Sure. And so, uh, you know, every, every different person who preaches has a, a, a thing that they truly, really love to do. And my favorite thing that I love to do and teach is, is stay in one passage. Yep. Just dig in, get everything that we can, and just kind of go slow through it. I, I love the idea of teaching through a book. I'm really excited about the Abel class coming up, going through First Peter. Um, but the this series is not that. This is not like formation through James or formation yeah. through a book. This is the idea of what God has done with us. And so we have a definition that we're working with that we got from a, um, a New Testament teacher um, named Robert Mulholland. It's the process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. So if you were here last week, if you listened to the podcast, everything was on process. Yep. And so Joe took a series of scriptures to help us better understand what process looked like. So my job this week is to look at the scriptures to really pull out the idea of formation. And so my line for Cody earlier was that there wasn't a whole lot that was extra in this because this is a little bit more of a topical yeah. message. I'm not trying to go deep in one. I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm teaching this topic in a way that is going to be helpful and beneficial for, for our people. Yeah. And we can kind of see that from the reading plan this week as, you know, 
So you're preaching mostly out of Romans 1 and 2, where we got presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. But as we went through the reading plan, we started hitting out Genesis 2, 4, so we're formed out of dust. Psalm 90, a thousand years in your sight. And it starts to kind of get a little washy. It's like, what? this isn't typical of how we've done things in the past. Because typically, right, we're, we more preach more of that. Yeah. Verse by verse, and so. So later on in this year, if you flip ahead in your daily devotions, you'll see there's there's ten weeks in Jeremiah where we are just yep. going to be up to our neck in the book of Jeremiah, and and that's that's a way to do it. But we also have some series that are going to be a little bit more. What does the Bible say? What's the biblical theology about these things? And so, it's it, it's a it's good to have a mix, you know. Yeah, Jesus had a mix. Right. Everyone who says that there's one way to teach, like Jesus taught in a bunch of different ways. And so there's a bunch of different ways that we're wired to learn, and we need to be able to be mature enough to learn from all of them. Yeah, and I love being able to engage in the different ways because it does help different people who might hear that differently or might think differently and get wired in and plugged into that. Mm, so that's good. thanks for going out of your comfort zone and <laughs> helping you know us see this a little differently. So. Awesome. So as we start diving into how we are going to apply this week's message into our lives, what are or how are you susceptible to being formed by the world? In what ways is that affecting you? Yeah, I I, I would say just to to try to boil it down to simple words, it's it's calendar and it's interest, right? And so um, you pull up a calendar. And you you can fill it with good things. Yeah. God, God has given us so many blessings. You know, the academics and all the things you can do with schools, the concerts, the the, the teams, the the activities. Your kid joins a sports team or two, and then they fill it up with practices and these things. You you have friends that you want to get together with and hang out with. You have. Um, you know, work and the things you have to do for work, the trips that you have to take. And before you know it, there's there's just not margin in your calendar. And you look at your calendar and everything is, you know, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, how do you cut something that's good? But you are, you almost can become a slave to it. And so you begin giving the best of yourself, mm. they, your time and your money and your passion and the greatest affection in your life ceases to be the thing that you might say it is. And it, it becomes, what is the sum total of the things that I'm doing? And so I, I think that as a Christ follower, like having to take a look at that calendar and keep it in balance is something that's difficult. And the second word was interests. Um, we, we get to, um, uh, not algorithm. That's what they do to us. We get to shape our feeds. Yeah. We get to shape who's on our Facebook. We get to shape who's on our Twitter or Instagram. We get to put the news on the channel that we wanted to do. And, and you might, you know, put your TV on XYZ news channel, whatever that is. And mine's usually probably going to be on ESPN. All right, some sort of sports thing. And we would be foolish not to know that it's trying to shape us. It is trying to conform us to the image of what they're trying to sell us. And it happens so subconsciously, it happens so quietly that before you know it, we've, we've just invested so much in these things that ultimately are not eternal. Yeah. I think for me, like on the broad spectrum part of it, I'm susceptible to being formed by the world, by the the American concept of 
pick up my bootstraps. Mm -hmm. I can read more. I can study more. I can become better. I can do this. And it's just that I, me focused of like, I just have to try harder. I have to work more. I have to, you know, do these things in order to, you know, drink another cup of coffee so that I can read faster and do these things. And it becomes more about me Mm. in that aspect of, you know, just falling into that trap because the world speaks so loudly and everywhere I look, it's just that, that self-made image of like, you can do this. You just have to try harder instead of that relying on God part of it. That's where I struggle. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I mean, it, yeah. it's good to be honest. We, we all are in danger of being good forward to the world. This is not just a, like there's four people in our church who are struggling with this. We need to find yeah. them. Like this is all of us constantly. Yeah. So some, another kind of little deeper question is, do you struggle to know that you're not in control of your spiritual growth? Yeah. And as we were talking about this question, we we're like, we want to make sure it's not a yes or no question. You just go yeah. out of the room and yes, yes, no, no. Um, you know, I think in my head, I don't. In my head, I, I can look at the scriptures and I can, um, I can tell you, no, it it's something that's being done to me. I, I don't contribute to that in the same way. But the the way it practically plays out in my life, I think would tell you that I do. Hmm. That I think if I do my quiet time every day this week, then there should be a blessing for that. And yeah. if I if I pray enough that I should get the thing that I want. And if I show up and I do all the things that I'm supposed to do, I should receive whatever that thing is that I want, or I, I shouldn't have struggles, or I shouldn't have suffering. And I think a lot of the times we we become accidental Pharisees. Mm. We we don't want to believe that we're a Pharisee because we've been taught Pharisees did, you know, yeah. all these bad things. But in reality, the Pharisees were trying to live by God's law, and they, they just took it to an extent where they, they wanted control over things. And if we do all the right things, we'll usher in the kingdom. And I, I, I think... When practically looking at life, of course, we think we have more control over things than we do. My head can tell me otherwise, but I think a lot of times my practice tells the truth. Yeah. Because I think in my head, when I am struggling, it's like, what can I do to do that? I need to pray more or, well, okay, I... I'm struggling to trust God with my finances because I didn't follow my daily reading plan last week. Mm. And so it's like, well, this week I don't want to struggle with that. So I'm going to do that. And so it's this constant battle of the head and heart. Cause like my heart knows like I can't do anything, but my logical brain just wants to pull up the bootstraps. It just wants to, if, of my own faith, like we'll read more verses. Okay. We'll do a Bible study focused on trusting God with money or focused on these X, Y, Z things. And, I do struggle. I struggle to let that go because like logically I can't like everything I've done is like, I can do it. I can fix it, but that's not the reality. And it just, I fall into that trap, that American dream trap of like, I can do it. But learning to let go of that control is very hard. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of trite sayings and things. Um, but I think this is where the idea of Christianity being a relationship is mm. so helpful. Yeah. Because let's say, let's say you and I are best friends, and we, we we talk every day. We have this great relationship, and then let's say 
you know, one of us moves away and there's, there's no conversation. There's no writing. There's no, no talking on the phone, no texting, nothing. And for a period of years, you don't have anything. And then you come together. I mean, there's a chance you could pick up where you left off. Yeah. But there's probably going to be a lot of awkward things. Like you probably have added a child or, you know, you lost your arm in a motorcycle accident or something. <laughs> something. Something's happened that yeah. like there takes a lot of explanation or sometimes we just think that we can just do X, Y, and Z. We can do the robotics of it instead of understanding that this is a relationship. Hmm. It takes spending time with the Lord in the places where he speaks, spending time in his word, talking into him in prayer, having places where you are listening, where you're sitting there in, in silence and you are being dependent on him. And I think as we do that, as we engage that relationship, as he gets our greatest affection, we will see that growth in our life, even if we can't structure it and make it happen. Yeah. I think I've been seeing the biggest tension of this is like since having kids, like my quiet time looks different. And then trying to have opportunities to model that, whether it's me reading some a couple of verses to the kids or just simply not having the ability to get up sit at the dinner table and quiet and do it. And so me trying to control my spiritual growth is like, well, I don't have that anymore. And so trying the hardest I can to make that happen again, instead of just letting God like, well, this is what it's going to look like. You're, we're going to disciple you in a different way, Cody. And letting that happen has been one of the hardest areas because like it doesn't look the same. And it's hard for me to let that happen because it's like, I'm not doing the same thing anymore. How can the same result happen instead of trusting, you know, God can work in many different ways. and I mean, it's it's not any of the passages we're talking about this week, but you think about the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah. When Jesus sent out the, the, the disciples to look for people, he's like, go find what you have. And they didn't come back and go, great, we've got enough food for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was, we found this boy. He's got five loaves and two fishes. What What is this going to do? Yeah. But what the boy offered to Jesus... Jesus took and did what only he could do. And you might not have the world's greatest quiet time. You might not have the most eloquent prayer. You you might not do all the things in the way that you would say measures up to someone out there somewhere. Yeah. God's not looking for that. God's looking for what you are going to offer him today, and he's going to take what you give him, and he's going to multiply that in your life in a way that you won't believe. So, Yeah. Well, with that, will you pray as we go about preparing for this week and our time with our small groups? Oh, dearly Father, um, you are forming us. This is what is happening, and you have done it through your Son, and you are doing it by your Spirit. And so, Father, I pray that we would wake up and that we would understand that there is a battle going on for our souls that the world is trying to conform us, that it is trying to shape us into the image of the sticks and the stones and the rocks and the balls that we have out there. And Father, may we not be conformed to the world, but may we be transformed by the renewing of our mind. May we understand what the will of God is in our life and that it's that we look more like Jesus. And so Father, I pray that we would put ourselves in the path of the Spirit, that we would put ourselves in the path of the Savior. We would spend time in his word and we would talk to him in prayer. 
that we would allow him to speak and to guide us, that we would gather with the saints, that we would serve your king, your kingdom, and your church. And Father, I pray that this week that we would that we would take this seriously and that we would actively spend time putting ourselves in the way of the Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for that, Brian. And we look forward to kicking off groups again this week. Uh, some things to note. We do have leader training coming up on January 21st. Be a link in the email to register for that. Let me know that you're coming. Get some yummy food and some awesome first to know. We've got a jam-packed agenda with a bunch of stuff to share with you as we go about this next semester. But look forward to seeing you there. We'll see you guys again next week. Bye.